Welcome to the Show Up Society podcast, where I talk about showing up for your goals one tiny step at a time. I'll help you break down your big fat dreams into tiny bite-sized pieces that are totally doable as long as you just keep showing up. I talk about anything from running to creativity, to mindset, to small business, to whatever else comes up. You'll see how just showing up for yourself every day in the tiniest way can make a huge impact and change your life. I'm your host, Tammy Bennett, artist, coach, habit keeper, and idea machine. I can't wait to cheer you on. So let's get started. Hello, friend. Today, I'm going to give a little bit behind the scenes and let you get to know me a little bit. I have asked my two daughters, who are 13 and 15, to write out some questions and I'm going to answer them. I asked them to be on the podcast, but they were a little bit too shy and said that they didn't think that they would do a good job, but they wrote down the questions and I have not seen them ahead of time. So they are going to be a surprise and I'm going to answer them as we go. And um, my husband and son are away on a boys trip. So that's why they are not involved. Okay, so let's get started with a shout out from listener Vanit. He sent me a message and said, Hi, Tammy. Today on my run, I had you in my ear with episode 35. Let's do great things in the other half of 2020. Today's challenge was to think about what is something great which you have done. And one thing came to my mind, which was 100 days of running. It was so great. Not the end, but actually the whole process. Day one to day 100. Loved it all. I will never forget this. I ran through a pandemic. Sounds so cool to hear it. Have a good day. Vanit, that is so cool that you ran 100 days in a row. I have tried to go for a streak like that. And the most I ever got was, I can't remember if it was either 72 days or 78 days. And then my body completely freaked out. And um, I have not tried it since. Um, So anyway, congratulations to you, Vanit. And thank you so much for sharing your story. And I'm really glad that you loved the whole process, not just the result. Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to reach out to you and see how you're doing and to remind you that it's okay if you feel like everything's falling apart around you, because in a lot of ways and in a lot of places around the world, it is. Um, There's just so much social turmoil. There is a lot of uncertainty with COVID and with traveling and plans being canceled and people still getting sick and numbers of infections on the rise. Um, And I feel like, you know, especially in America, there is a lot of divisiveness, a lot of fighting, and it just feels exhausting. And I know for me personally, being stuck, um, being stuck in the house around my family so much without any time to myself, um, as much as I love my family, and I'm so grateful for them, it is, it is hard to be around people so much without any kind of break in sight, no matter how much you love them and no matter how much you enjoy each other's company. So I know for me personally, I have been struggling a little bit lately and just feeling like I'm not doing a great job at anything. I'm doing okay or sort of okay or maybe even good in some areas, but there's nothing that I'm really shining at and there's no goals that I have that are really being met Um, but I am doing my just my absolute best to survive and to get through these days with some gratitude and with some being present in the moment. And this is the way it is right now. And I'm going to get the most out of it, even if that means that some of my goals are going to take a hell of a lot longer to get to. 
But anyway, I just wanted to remind you, like, it is okay if you're feeling a little bit down in the dumps and a little bit exhausted. I think there's just exhaustion. Um, And it's okay. Just do your best to be in the moment and to appreciate what you do have, because there is always something around you to be grateful for. And just remember, you are not alone. The, The whole world is struggling in some way. Um, so we are all in this together. So let's just remember to be kind to ourselves and be kind to each other. Do, 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 it's challenge time. Today's challenge is to think of somebody in your life that, uh, that calls you out and tells you like it, like it is. And maybe they don't tell you what you want to hear, but they tell you kindly what you need to hear. And this person helps you do your best and to be true to you. Um, so challenge number one, the first part of this is to think of who that person is for you. And then the second part of that challenge is if they are still alive, and even if they're not to write that person a letter to just say that you are thankful that they have made a change in your life. Um, and if they are alive, absolutely, you can send it. And if they're not alive, then maybe you can just write it out and send it up into the universe. Um, and to be grateful that you had that person in your life. So I will check in at the end of the podcast and see how this went. Okay, so let's dig in to the questions from my daughters so that you can get to know me a little bit better. And this is their idea, by the way. Um, Okay, so I have not seen these questions ahead of time. And here we go. Question number one, what is at the top of your bucket list? Um, Right off the top of my head, I would have to say... I don't know if this is absolutely number one, um, but it was, it's really high up there. And that would be to take a trip with the five of us um, after each of my kids graduates high school uh, to the country of their choice and to just spend time really soaking up the last little bits of that kid before they move out of the house and to just really celebrate all that they have done and worked so hard for. I've said in a past episode that Jack's choice would be Australia. My daughter Maggie's choice um, has been Iceland for a while, but now Greece is kind of coming into the running. And for Emma, she has also said Iceland and Greece, and now Fiji is coming into the running. So that's sort of the ideas that I have um, on the horizon for us. (laughs) Okay, question number two is somewhere you want to go and why? See, I told you I didn't read this ahead of time because maybe my answer for number one would have been different if I knew that in question number two, I was going to talk about where I wanted to go. Um, But no, but for me personally, it would be Japan. Um, I've just always been interested in going to Japan and I still want to make that happen. Okay, question number three. I like this one and I have an instant answer. The question is, if you could step into the screen and be in any movie, which one? My answer would be Bridesmaids, because I think that it would be so fun to film with those other incredibly smart, brilliant, talented, beautiful, funny women. Um, And yeah, it would just be awesome to be on set with them. Question number four, if you could meet anybody, even from the past, who and why? Um, Right this second, I would say Judd Apatow, because um, I've listened to a couple of podcasts of his recently, and I just think he is so brilliant in the way that he can mix vulnerability and humor and real life connections um, in all into one character or one scene. 
And I just think that is such a beautiful, truthful way to tell stories about life is they are so intertwined with hilarious and sad moments. And I could definitely share some stories from my life with him that I think would make really great movie material. Question number five, what is your spirit animal? My daughters said they think that I am a mountain goat. I think that I am a narwhal. And based on the artist Jessica Swift, who has a really cool, um, two, she has two different decks of animal animal allies oracle cards that she um, hand painted and she gives descriptions to them. Um, so on her website, I'm reading the description for a narwhal. This unique ocean dweller is about imagination, dreaming big dreams, fantasy and wonder, romance, diving deep and unearthing treasures within yourself, drive for success, high sensitivity, a mind that moves on high speed and rarely stops. Let Narwhal help you dream your wildest dreams and then achieve all the beauty in your life that you can dare to imagine. I pretty much can't think of a better description of how I think I view life. So Narwhal is my spirit animal. And in the show notes at showupsociety.com forward slash 38, I will link to the artist Jessica Swift and to her animal allies, uh, art prints and oracle cards if you are interested in those. Question number six, if you could live in any decade, future or past, which one and why? My instant reaction would be to go back to the 80s and live in the 80s, but with a different um, childhood. So I was, I grew up in a pretty turbulent house and was always just a lot of turmoil. So I would like to go back and be able to do the 80s without that kind of um, intense house situation. Because I think that the colors and the music and just the free spirit of the kids in that era, I think just seems so much fun. And I would like to be a part of that. Question number seven, favorite genre of book? Um, they had asked me earlier what my favorite book was. And I said that was just absolutely too impossible to, to do. So they must have uh, written down this question um, about the genre. And I would say memoirs. I love a good memoir about just reading about all the, the different trials and tribulations that people have gone through and how they humans just in general can overcome what seems to be unovercomable. Um, and, and yet humans do it time and time again, they overcome such hardships and they do something great and they help people and they inspire people. And I just absolutely, I can't get enough of a good memoir. And I hope someday to write one of my own. Question eight, what job would I do if I didn't do the one I have now? Um, I say this a lot to my kids, but I would probably be a forensic investigator or forensic um, psychologist, behavior, behavioral analysis, maybe. Um, I, I love to read about true crime, and I love, um, or I think that I'm good at having that sense of intuition about people and about what to ask, and of, of just knowing when something isn't quite right. And I think that I could put those skills to use, um, yeah, to, to investigate crimes. But I think that would be a really hard job to do with children. So 
I don't do that. <laughs> Question number nine, what is my favorite fruit? And I think I would have to say cherries. I love Rainier cherries and I love Bing cherries. Um, my grandparents used to have an apple orchard and fruit orchard and I would visit in the summers and spend hours, hours in the fruit trees. And there is just nothing as good as fruit picked fresh from the tree. Um, you just kind of rub it on your shirt a little bit to get the dust off and there's just nothing like it. So I'm also a really big fan of a fresh apricot and I really love watermelon in the summer also. Ooh, this next question is so interesting. Number 10, if you could make up a board game, what would it be? Um, man, this is a hard question, but fantastic. I do know that it would have something to do with um, having like a part where things don't go the way you want it to, or where you take a turn and you have to go backwards or something goes wrong. And it's just, it's really, it's not an easy, straightforward, linear path to get to the end. There are some definite downfalls and yeah, just some bad parts. Cause I think that that's what life is all about is learning how to get through those bad parts and not let them get you down and not let, and not giving up and just keeping going. Um, I think it would also be really fun to have some kind of game that had, um, like art or fashion involved in some way. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a really, really great question. I'll have to think about that one a lot more. I'll get back to you. Number 11, are you introverted or extroverted? Uh, I overheard them whispering and one of them was like, oh, she's definitely both. And I'm guessing that they were talking about this question. And I would say, heck yeah, I am both. Um, so really this, this kind of question is a little bit misunderstood. A lot of people think that if you are shy, then you're introverted and that's partially true, but really the, the definition of these terms is where do you refill your energy? Where do you get your energy back? And for me, I love being around people. I love being the center of attention. I'm okay with speaking in public. I'm okay with teaching and coaching. I'm okay with being in the spotlight and uh, leading a workshop, for example. But then I, it absolutely drains me. So after a long day at a track meet or after I have taught a class, I come home and I just, I, I, sometimes I can't even function because I have given so much energy to the people that I have been with. And so I really refill my tank by being alone and being um, quiet and reading or exercising by myself, uh, going for walks, drawing, painting, anything uh, creative. But so I love, you know, the extrovert in me really loves being uh, loud and around people. But the way that I fill myself back up and have a, a full battery again is the introvert in me of, of I, I refill my tanks by being by myself. Next question, favorite hobby. This changes quite often. Um, when I first gave birth to Jack, um, I was fortunate enough not to have to go to work right away. So I, we just hung out all the time. We went for tons of walks and all that stuff, but I really started getting this a uh, massive urge to create with my hands. So I taught myself how to knit. I started knitting. I started sewing. I started painting and stenciling. 
I did kind of all the crafts because um, there was just something, I feel like it was almost primal about just really having that urge to sit in stillness and slowness and create something usable and long lasting um, with my hands. And knitting was that main thing. And I have recently, just like in the past week, really, really uh, rekindled that urge to knit. And so I actually just bought a pattern and some yarn to make a um, a sweater that I would hope to complete by the fall. And it has some color work. Some people call it fair aisle knitting. Other people call it color stranded work. Um, But if you are interested, I will post the pattern to that on my the show notes for this episode also, um, again, that is showupsociety.com forward slash 38. Abstract or literal paintings? Hmm, that's a good question. I think I like literal paintings, but not done like in the still life kind of style. I like them done a little bit more <laughs> abstractly. So am I cheating? Am I cheating by saying that I like literal paintings done in an abstract way? But like, for instance, I'm imagining a painting of a banana. I imagine it not like with the perfect shading and shadowing and scale and proportion. I'm just picturing it in more of a graphic kind of way. So yeah, that's my answer for that one. Next question. When did you get into art? Um, I got into art... After um, my third child was born, and at the time I was a fitness instructor and a running coach, and I just wanted something more. I was missing that hands-on creativity that I had started with my firstborn. And so I somehow I was looking at quilts and the fabrics, and I thought to myself, wait a minute, I really like the, the images on this uh, quilting cotton fabric to use for quilting. And I wonder how it got there. So I started doing a little research and I realized like, oh my gosh, there are artists in the world who create art and then sell it to companies for them to put on their products. And I thought that's exactly what I want to do. So I looked up, um, I bought some software called Adobe Illustrator and I tried to find an online teacher to teach me how to use it. And I found a great one. Her name is Alma Loveland And she taught a really great online class on the basics of how to use that program. And so I used her class and I taught myself everything else. And I decided that I would make a repeating pattern. So for instance, if it was a diamond, it would be all kinds of diamonds um, that repeat uh, endlessly. So you could print it out on a huge bolt of wallpaper or fabric. And yeah, and so I decided that I would create one of those patterns every single day because the only way I knew to get better at art was to make art. So I did that every single day and then I went to a trade show and um, got a lot of contracts and started licensing my artwork. But that's how it all began just because I was in a fabric store and I just thought to myself, how did that art get there and how can I get my art there? Ooh, this is a good one too. Next question. Do you prefer running on roads or trails? Trails all day and all, well, not at night because that's kind of scary and dangerous. But yeah, I, if I can find a soft surface to run on, if I can find a trail through the woods with trees and hills and rocks and stumps and roots, 
uh, yeah, then that's where it's all at for me. Um, I feel like I could go on forever when I'm running on trails. I feel like that's where I am most at home, just as a human. I feel like magic happens in the air. I feel like magic happens in my brain. I can solve so many problems and I can come up with so many ideas and goals for the future. So yeah, that's where it all happens is on the trails. And I have been lucky enough to always live near at least one really good running trail. And I'm okay with running that same path day in, day out. Um, It doesn't get old to me. Um, So yeah, I've been really fortunate that I've always lived within driving distance of a good trail to run on. (laughs) Question, next question. (laughs) Guilty pleasure. Hmm. Probably... um, um, well, this is, is just kind of weird because of the term pleasure, there's not really much pleasure in this, but my, the guilty way I spend a lot of time um, sometimes is to get caught up in a true crime case. And I will read every single thing I can get my hands on. I will read books, articles. Uh, there are forums out in the world where people try to figure it out Um they are their own sleuths from the couch and they, you know, everybody kind of talks about it and tries to figure out the clues and who done it. And even, and I do get caught up in these and I spend way too much time sometimes getting caught up and getting emotionally invested. And I do always remind myself that this is not a fun TV show where nobody's hurt, that this is a real case, a real family, it's real pain. And I, I do constantly, every single day, remind myself of that, that it's not to be taken lightly and it's not entertainment. Um, but there is just something fascinating about it to me from just the perspective of, you know, once having been in law school and just liking to solve puzzles. And like I said earlier in this episode, you know, if I could choose a job um, that I don't have now, it would be something like solving those kind of crimes. And so it is interesting me, I guess you could say from a wannabe professional standpoint. Um, so a guilty pleasure, if you wanted to go back to the word pleasure, is there, there uh, is a little game that I play on my phone sometimes. It's kind of embarrassing. So um, it's called Heyday. <laughs> and there's just like a little farm and you um, plant plants and you feed the animals with those plants. And then from the animal and plant products, you make foods and then you build a town and you sell products. Um, so anyway, I, I don't play it every day. And there, sometimes there's periods of months or a year where I won't play it, but I think it's been on my phone for like two or three years. Um, and so sometimes it's funny. I, sometimes I will wind down at night and, you know, Chris and I will, go to bed and we'll just read for a few minutes and I'll say, okay, I just got to feed my animals real quick before bed. And, you know, we make jokes about like the little piggies on my farm that are so hungry. Um, so yeah, it's a total, total waste of time. And I feel really guilty doing it when I feel like I could be doing something more productive, but there we go. I'm being honest with you guys. Next question. What's your favorite season and why? So I'm kind of like in life, I'm more of like an extreme girl. I really do things like all or nothing, but in my seasons, 
I would, I'm kind of moderate down the middle of the road. I'm a big fan of fall and I'm a big fan of spring. But if I have to choose, I'm going to choose fall because there is something amazing about running cross country. And there's something beautiful about going to cross country meets and sprinting back and forth to, to cheer for the people that you're watching. There's something about where putting on that first sweater of the season and jeans and the crunching of leaves. Um, it's just, it's, oh my gosh, it's favorite. It's a favorite fall. Next question, do I prefer movies or TV shows? That's a tricky one because it really depends on what I need right then. If I need some just quick, short entertainment and I don't have the brain capacity to sit for two and a half hours, then it's TV shows all the way. Um, And I have found during this pandemic that I am more likely to watch a TV show than a movie because I feel like I'm just... I don't know. I, it's harder for me to invest in uh, two to three hours of sitting still and really getting emotionally involved in a movie. So right now during this pandemic time, I would say TV shows. Okay, last question. Ooh, this is cool. What is a scent that reminds you of a favorite place? I love this. Um, so I don't know this exact scent, but there sometimes will be a scent in the wind of like weeds or um, really dry. I'll smell it sometimes on trails or like at a park and it will be almost like dry hay or um, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but it takes me immediately back to my grandparents' farm and or their uh, orchard. And it just makes me remember running laps around their trees and picking fruit and laughing on the swing set and going for a bike ride, going across the street to the pool, um, sitting at the table with my grandmother, um, eating fruit and working jigsaw puzzles. I And I, I can't describe the smell, but the second I smell it, I, I remember it. And it's just, it brings it all home to me. And it's really magical the way that a little chemical or whatever it is in the air can go into your nose and just bring back a flood of good memories and love. And I'm so thankful that I have that. So I am done here. Uh, But this has been really cool to see what my daughters came up with as far as questions. I did not help them at all. I didn't see it beforehand. This would be a fun thing for you to do if you have kids or if you have siblings or even parents that might want to tag along or maybe your friends to just ask them to come up with some cool questions for you and you could do it for them and you could answer them. What a cool thing to do during this pandemic time and maybe we're not able to see each other in person, but this is a great way to connect with other people and to find out their inner workings. So before we go, you know, I got to check in on that challenge. Did you think of the person who challenges you and who calls you out on your BS and who tells you what you need to hear rather than what you want to hear. And this was a two-step challenge. The first step is think of that person. And the second step is to write that person a letter telling them that you appreciate their honesty and their support and thank you for to thank them for being in your life. And you can either send it or just give it to the universe. Um, I would love to hear about that person and how they have helped you if you want to share it with me on the comments of the show notes. And that one more time is showupsociety.com forward slash 38. Thank you so much for showing up for today's episode of the Show Up Society podcast. Now go out there and show up for yourself. (laughs) 
hey, you're still here. Thank you so much. Your future is so bright.